0: Hmm. this is forage plus academy wherever you are riding your horse mooching at the stable picking poo in the field or sitting down for a quick cuppa plug in your earphones or hitch up your speakers and get ready to get expert about horse nutrition and management Hi everyone, this is Sarah. Hope your horsing has been amazing lately. It's been hotter than hot here, all the forage plus haylage is in, and it's been brilliant to have such sunny weather here in North Wales. Most unusual. I kind of want it to last forever. So, there's nothing more exciting than having a young horse to train and bring on. The wonderful journey of developing a trusting relationship and the fun and satisfaction to be had from being involved in a young horse's development is what horsemanship and the equestrian life is all about. When I look back on where I've come from with the horses that came to me as youngsters I marvel about how much we've learned together. Over the years though, I've come to understand that their nutrition is crucial to so many aspects of their training and development. In this podcast, I unpack information on feeding young horses so you can discover exactly how to feed a young horse while it's growing up. I give advice for a carefully planned approach and answer the question, how do you address nutritional requirements to supply adequate protein and the vitamins and minerals needed to build a healthy, strong, robust and resilient body. Just what is the best way to achieve growth for a strong, resilient adult horse who'll be with you for many, many years of fun? If a horse is to grow up into an athletic and sturdy adult, then it needs to have more than just calories. As a horse owner, Keeping weanlings, yearlings and young horses in good if not almost overweight body condition is the easy part. It's easy to supply calories and that is the part most horses have fulfilled the best. But it's only part of the picture. The full picture is to feed optimum amounts of good quality protein and get the ratios and levels of minerals in the diet as matched to grass, hay, or haylage eaten, correct. This ensures a fully balanced diet for optimal growth and adequate sources of energy. Unless you know the nutritional quality of the forage fed, that would be the hay, or the grass, or the haylage, then feeding becomes guesswork. If you feed an adult daily diet to a weanling, yearling, horse, or youngster then you will meet calorific needs, but probably fall short on nutrient requirements. As a foundation for healthy growth and longevity, only having adequate calories is not enough. This can be seen by the explosion of obesity in our human Western society, where a diet of highly processed food, high in calories and carbohydrate, but low in available protein, vitamins and minerals is wreaking havoc on human health. It's giving rise to an epidemic of chronic health issues such as heart disease, diabetes, stroke, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, thyroid problems, digestive orders and much more. Now I'm not saying that horses are going to get stroke or heart disease, but Are our young horses getting what they need to be truly healthy? Using figures from the NRC 2007 Nutrient Requirements for Horses, if you take a six-month-old weanling and compare it to an adult horse, it needs roughly twice the calorie level per kilogram of body weight as an adult horse. It needs this every day, but it also needs two and a half times more protein and four to five times the mineral levels. So if you're feeding the same diet as your adult horse or just hoping a weanling will eat enough hay to cover nutrition, then it won't get what it needs. Neither will a yearling and neither will a young horse which is still growing. And in exercise. Unless you have an understanding Of the average profile of grass and hay and aim to fill in the deficiency gaps for more than just calories, then your young horse will have insufficient nutrition available for the best potential growth. The trouble is, all mammals are programmed to survive. Humans brought up on a diet of mostly carbohydrate like bread, pasta chips, breakfast cereal, noodles, rice, cakes, etc., they grow into adults. They make it through their teens and perhaps into their 30s without too many health problems. Then wham, bam, the chronic health problems begin. Why? Well, the evidence points to a lack of nutrients, a lack of correct fat, a lack of quality protein, a lack of vitamins and minerals, In the diet, that's the issue. Just Google paleo or functional medicine if you want to find out more and make yourself more healthy. It sounds familiar, though, in the horse world, though. It sounds very familiar because the horse world is rife with horses, which are not structurally robust or resilient as adult horses. It's rife with horses with liver issues, poor immune systems, skin issues, lung issues, arthritis, orthopaedic disease, tendon and ligament issues. The big one, digestive problems and even bigger, insulin resistance. These horses are not able to keep up with the athletic demands placed upon them and many sadly are tossed aside onto the equine scrap heap. I want you, listening to this, to start to question whether those horses, given the optimum nutrition whilst in the womb, and for this, see feeding the pregnant mare if you're interested, that's another article and will become another podcast. So if these horses have been given optimum nutrition whilst in the womb, And then also given the optimum nutrition whilst they were growing, would they have ended up on the scrap heap? So to illustrate the nutrition gap many horses are subjected to, another way, a wheeling that is just under half the weight of an adult horse needs the same amount of calories as an adult horse, which is a good doer and seems to live on fresh air. But that same wheeling, needs 676 grams of protein per day as opposed to 540 grams for an adult good doer with a body weight of 500 kilograms. If you look at calcium levels, the same good doer needs 20 grams per day but the weanling needs 38.6 grams per day for the healthy bone development it needs to grow into a strong adult. If a young horse is weaned earlier than six months, then the discrepancy is even greater between the calories needed versus protein and minerals. When you realise that the figures in the NRC are based on thoroughbreds, then you can expect a young horse which is from a heavier genetic pool with larger bone and more muscling, like an Irish draught, or any of our British native breeds, then that horse will need even greater amounts than the NRC figures report, just because it's a heavier boned, heavier type of horse. It's important to remember as well that the figures in the NRC are minimum requirements. They always say that these are the minimum amounts needed. They're not optimum. Frisians, Irish drafts, Shire, heavy horse crosses, gypsy vanners, Welsh cobs and quarter horses to name but a few have a genetic predisposition to need much higher levels of protein and minerals because they're just so much bulkier than a thoroughbred upon which all the NRC figures are based. These figures are based on thoroughbreds just because there's a lot of thoroughbreds about. Wheelings, yearlings and young heavy horses like Frisians, Gypsy Vanners, Welsh Cops, need high levels of protein compared to lighter bone thoroughbreds. That's just common sense. It's about now that you should perhaps be falling off your chair in wonderment that so many horses make it into adulthood on so little. That was me over 10 years ago. When I first found out about forage-focused feeding, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how many horses actually made it. And it might be why a light bulb is now shining brightly in your head to give you the answer as to why some horses are healthy and some horses are prone to problems. It all depends on the protein and mineral and vitamin start they get in life. In fact, if you do another Google search on epigenetics, then you'll find that it isn't just what your mum eats that makes you, it's also what your grandparents ate. There are several different ways to meet additional needs when feeding young horses. One of the most common is to feed a high protein concentrate stud stroke young stock feed with a protein content. Of about 16%. The guidelines for feeding at 1% of body weight mean that half the daily ration is intended to come from this high cereal ration. When fed in these large amounts, then these feeds come close to meeting the extra protein needs and possibly, depending upon the profile of the grass or hay mineral balance that the young horse is eating, the mineral needs too. The rest of the diet will be provided by high quality mixed grass, hay or haylage. But does feeding a one bag concentrate work when feeding the young horse? The high concentrate approach is an easy solution to the problem of feeding the young horse. A one, two, three or even four scoop approach just out of one bag offers quick, and convenient feeding but it can be expensive. A bigger concern though has to be the very very large proportion of calories that the young horse will be getting from starch and sugar. The high starch cereals barley, maize and oats are usually the main ingredients in these concentrates. These are closely followed by molasses which some companies advertise as being great for energy It's been very well documented that young horses on this kind of high-starch, high-sugar diet are likely to be at risk from glucose metabolism disturbance. This is compared to horses raised on a lower-starch, lower-sugar, high-fibre diet. It's also been shown that some young horses on high-sugar and or high-starch diets are predisposed to exaggerated growth hormone responses which create weakened or irregular cartilage in the joints at a very young age. The one scoop fits all approach also means that calories are tied to the protein, mineral and vitamin levels. It also becomes impossible to maintain a healthy weight without sacrificing the vital nutrients which support healthy growth for a robust adult horse with athletic and long-lived potential. In short, the one bag, feed 1% of body weight approach is a disaster from a metabolic and joint health perspective. When owners then cut down on the concentrate feed due to the youngster being overweight, you get frank deficiencies of protein and minerals and possibly certain vitamins. And it's a classic case of calories ruling whilst the body is starved of minerals vitamins, protein and possibly some essential fats. So what can you do when feeding the young horse for healthy and correct growth which will promote health, strength and longevity without these other problems? You should understand that the younger a horse is the greater the difference between its requirements and that of an adult. Breed differences Birth dates and growth spurts mean that each young horse should be treated as an individual and the best diet should cater for additional nutrients throughout at least the yearling growth year. I want to dispel the myth that you have to feed a high cereal concentrate diet for the horse to grow normally. I want to suggest that a high cereal, high sugar high-starch diet may well be the reason you end up with enormous vet bills sometime down the line. I want to suggest that a forage-focused diet, which supplies sufficient fibre, essential proteins, minerals and vitamins from grass, hay and haylage, where the grass, hay and haylage is tested or used as a baseline to tell you what's missing from the diet and you just fill in what's missing is always going to be the best for a young horse to ensure it has the best chance of growing into a healthy adult horse for as long as I can remember it's been held as gospel that weanlings are too immature to digest fibrous feeds and hay well and need to be fed a diet of at least 60% concentrates or cereals to grow normally. Common sense alone would dictate this can't be true, or the horse would have died out as a species. In a recent study in the Journal of Animal Science, the digestibility of various fractions of the diet was determined in mature horses, compared to weanlings, on the same diet, of 67% cubed forage and 33% concentrate. Guess what? There were no differences. How did this obvious myth get started? I think the answer is that they were looking at growth rate and weight instead of digestibility. Breeders want tall, filled out wheelings and yearlings. Growth can be forced by excess calories and what a young horse lacks in terms of muscle bulk can be covered by a layer of fat. This combination sets the stage for the failure of cartilage to mature and develop into bone properly when the young horse begins training, carrying extra condition or in some cases even when the young horse alternates between stall confinement and turnout and overdoes it on exercise in the paddock you should feed a high protein highly digestible feed without going overboard on sugar and starch you can use straights alfalfa beet pulp micronized linseed wheat bran or rice bran combined with a high quality hay or access to pasture this will boost the major minerals and protein whilst providing vital omega 3. If your horse doesn't have access to pasture and good spring or summer growing grass, then you need to provide omega 3 separately. You might have to use soya to boost protein, but there are other options such as pea protein. You might have to substitute some of your hay, haylage, or grass for a high fibre higher protein feed if it's low in protein check in your forage your hay or your haylage by testing at least the nutritional value is imperative so you can see what protein level is available in the hay or haylage you're feeding many forages we test in the UK are much lower than the 8% protein even an adult horse needs, let alone the 11% protein a young horse needs to eat. Frequently, high-protein forages are actually high in nitrates, which means that much of the amino acids are unavailable. You should also, if possible, carry out a mineral analysis of the hay and haylage or the grass fed to check that the balance of minerals... Is correct for a young horse. Getting the balance of calcium to phosphorus correct is essential to avoid developmental bone problems. Making sure the ratios of iron, copper, zinc, and manganese are within the NRC guideline ratios is also essential if you are to equip your horse with the building blocks for supporting healthy growth. Our testing of grass and hay. Shows that much higher levels of copper and zinc are indicated as being needed to balance the diet. Along with the straights, feed a forage focused horse feed supplement matched to the common deficiencies in forage as evidenced by reference to forage analysis. All that means is just test your hay, test your grass, test your haylage, see what's missing and add in using a forage focused horse feed balancer. Choose this forage focused horse supplement approach over a broad spectrum vitamin and mineral supplement that often just fairy dusts everything. And fairy dusting everything might work for some people, but for the majority of people, the mineral levels in grass, in hay, in haylage are just so far away from this broad spectrum approach That this just means your horse isn't going to get the right balance of minerals. As well as this horse feed balancer, you'll need to feed the right straights. If you follow the link in the podcast notes, this will lead you to a PDF that goes with this podcast. The PDF will give you an idea of different options and the proportions of each straight to use to maintain a good calcium to phosphorus balance. They are all high protein, at least 15%, but low in sugar and starch and will complement a forage-focused horse feed balancer very well when fed in addition to high-quality hay, haylage and or grass. You can adjust the amounts up or down to keep the ribs lightly covered, but avoid a situation where your weanling or your young stock horse carries too much body weight. Where you suspect the protein quality of grass, hay or haylage is low, you may need to also supplement with extra protein. A forage nutritional analysis will give you more information on protein levels and whether your horse needs additional supplementation. You could use whey protein, pea protein or a mixture of pea and potato protein. Most horses don't really like potato protein that much, which is why we mix in pea protein 50-50, then they accept it well. So that's all from me now. Don't forget, click that link to go and get your PDF so that you can have lots of ideas and see some of the options written down and the amounts that you might feed of those straights with your forage-focused horse feed balancer. It's been great speaking to you. But now I have to go out and play with my ponies. I've been working on building up to my first music to dressage test with the Arabian Monster. I'll let you know how that goes. But next time, in the next podcast, I'll be talking about electrolytes and how to make sure your horse gets enough of the electrolyte minerals to cover sweating, either on a hot day, like we've been having in North Wales, When they're in the field or the stable or when they sweat when exercising. What are the electrolyte minerals? What's the best way to feed them? How do you feed electrolytes so that you and your horse can have the best time together? Happy galloping everybody. Go out and have fun and tell your horse they're amazing. If you have loved this episode, please write a review of this podcast and share it to a horsey friend who you eat, sleep, and breathe horse with. And for more wisdom on horse nutrition and management, visit our websites at forageplus.co.uk and forageplustalk.co.uk.